gente, ¿cómo están? ¿Cómo están? This is Que Lo Que, your Dominican podcast here on a Sunday night at the end, I guess at the end of one election week and the beginning of another uh, election related kind of week here. I am your co-host, Obert Garcia, and I am here as always um, with the ever so popular, ever so extravagant Venus Venesmiat Fernandez, lovely Venus. ¿Cómo está? Here, live on Que Lo Que. First of all, vamos, decirte una cosa. I am so excited. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You know why? Can I just tell you why? Dime, dime. Come on, come on. I, I'm just going to say, yes, I'm happy about the Biden-Harris win for many, many reasons. But for what got me so, so excited is we talked to mi prima, my prima, your prima, everybody's prima uh, a few, few weeks ago. Uh, she is the national, the national Latino engagement uh, director for the Biden Harris campaign. Laura Jimenez, e Dominicana, orgullosa, so proud of all the work you did nationally to get the Latino vote out, but especially your reach out to you know your Dominican community. Um, there are no words, but I'm excited for her as a person. I've gotten a chance to work with her in the past, so you know. Mira, like, I know. I mean, this has been a really, really big political season for, um, you know, for a lot of folks. I mean, we've chronicled it over here at Keroke, and I think we thought it was really, really important to, to hop online um, and hop here virtually and let folks know at least a little bit of our thoughts. You're seeing a lot of folks talk about um, on the cable stations, you're getting a lot, a lot of hot takes, a lot of analysis, and we're like, espérate, espérate, nosotros conocemos algunos dominicanos y vamos a decir este, y primos también que... Que, que sabe un poco, right? So we thought, hey, let's bring in some of these folks here. So, so Venus, Diano, who do we have here? To, uh, who do we have here today to help us uh, talk a little bit about the show? Mira, 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 mira. This, this, this. I, I need to take a moment to myself because I'm just, mira. Actually, you know what? I, I, I even do this. Sube esto. Espérate. Dame calmarme. Dame calmarme. Dame calmarme. I just needed that in my life. No, but um, I'm going to start off with a good friend of yours uh, that became a good friend of mine. Uh, you know how that works. Tu sabes. Tu primo becomes my primo, and then we all become family. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, familia. Um, I'm just going to introduce him because we're all family here. Rafael. Rafael, Rafael. come on, join us. Buenas noches, familia. What's going on? Hey. Como está yo? Better than I was a week ago, you know. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's an honor to be on the show, and uh, you know, I mean, that'll be that's that's my compadre and a very very dear friend, and you know, Venus, you know how we roll. So yeah. uh, I'm glad, you know. Hey, it's always when you're the Puerto Rican that gets invited to the Dominican party, you always feel good. You know what I'm saying? No, claro, claro. Well, look, we were like Mira. We had to call our our, our Puerto Rican cousin from Philly, you know, from Philly. Because you know Pennsylvania came in strong, and so we wanted to know at least from that perspective where you have. But but Rafael, you're yeah. not the only guy. We're not the only person here. We also have so Rafael is the director of political campaign at Unidos Action Fund. He is also the host of the one of the longest, I think, if not longstanding, one of the longstanding um, Latino podcasts. Um, found, now titled uh, Found in Translation, um, as well as this year also started with his crew. I would like to say like the, the almost like the, the Wu-Tang Latino podcasting crew um, with yeah. the podcast of the of the Bomba Live talk show that we did up yeah. in June, right? So he's uh, the head of that brand, brainchild of that. But in addition to, to Rafael, we also have with us, we're bringing back an old guest of ours um, in terms of one of the very early folks who were here on, on Que Lo Que, Eva Facundo. Eva! Mira, tu ta ka, que lo que? I'm part of the OG, right? I'm a little bit of No doubt. No, in fact. I see you guys again. There's a, there's a way more sophisticated setup, I feel like. <laughs> up here. Okay, you gotta level up. You gotta level up. What is it? Level up, level up. Level up, level up. 
Claro, no, no, es que pasó, you know, we, we paid the rent, you know, we got, you know, we got stable jobs, I mean, like, la cosa, tú sabes, no, no, está un poquito mejor, todavía luchando, you know, todavía guayando plátano, you know, pero en yuca, pero, you know, still, uh, but still making way. Well, look, Eva is the deputy director of affiliate fundraising, as everyone knows, at Emerge America, and so, um, and this is our crew for tonight, at least to get us a little bit, you know, give us a little bit of an intake of a take um, about this week, but I, I want to kind of first start I guess both of you and Ray and, and Eva, what's your, you know, what's your thoughts about what we saw just in general, like what we saw um, this weekend? Yes, the big news over the weekend was that um, was that Joe Biden was named, uh, uh, you know, and some of the, the presumptive, um, you know, winner of, of Pennsylvania. Um, he is now by most media folks in terms of and, and, and really the people known as the president elect. Um, but there was a lot of things that, that happened also this week. So, you know, maybe first going in, you know, starting in the Northeast and then moving, moving West, um, Rafael, you know, Ray, tell us, you know, what are your thoughts in terms about, about this week? Well, um, let me, before I get into Pennsylvania, if I could just kind of give us a national yes. perspective on it. Um, you know, first of all, from a Latino perspective, it's the, the, it's a historic voter turnout. We're going to end up with somewhere in the range of 15 to 16 million Latinos that came out to vote this election. Not only is that the largest voter turnout we've ever had nationally, but it's also historically significant because this will be the first national election where we're the largest voting minority group. So we surpassed slightly uh, the black uh, black community turnout. So the the I think sort of from a electoral map perspective, this Arizona likely victory for Biden will be the latest um, brick in what has become, it doesn't get a lot of attention for it, the Southwest blue wall of Latino voters. So for you youngins out there, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, California was not a blue state. We had an, a president in the 80s who was a Republican from California. And so because of activism and a lot of history around anti-Latino sentiment and just Latino organizing, we now have seen states like Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, and Arizona, and California go from you know red or purple states historically to you know pretty blue in presidential elections. So I think we have to kind of, in the same way, we have to give our flowers to the black community for, um, especially in places like Atlanta and Philly and Milwaukee and Detroit for saving the Democratic Party. The Latino voters get an assist in that. And we could talk about Florida and Pennsylvania. I think from a Pennsylvania perspective, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, Biden netted about 160,000 votes from the Latino vote in Pennsylvania, and he's going to end up winning it by probably in the 50 to 70 range. So you can do the math, a critical swing vote. And uh, and the Dominican community was a big part of that here. Eva, you know, what's your thought, especially in terms of, has, as, as Ray said, I mean, you saw obviously Colorado, California, a bunch of those, you know, and, and if things hold, you know, Nevada, um, Arizona, you know, like from your, I mean, you're out West. Um, what's your viewpoint in terms of what we saw this week? Yeah, I am. I'm glad that Rafael said it. So I didn't have to, <laughs> There's, you know, they call sort of the beltway, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, as sort of what they call the blue wall, right. That fell in 2016 for Hillary Clinton. And what I love about this cycle, besides the fact that a lot of us are like Latinos were right. <laughs> proving that we were right, that we will empower the Southwest to go blue again, we have created a new blue wall. And yeah. not only is it not fleeting, it's gonna be here for decades to come. Um, so we are, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because the Democratic Party is looking more as what we have always said the next 20 or 30 years are gonna look like, the new, the new majority, right? Yeah which is black, brown, and a lot of single white women, a lot of young white women. Um, and that's the makeup of America that's gonna happen for the next 10 or 20 years. That is the base of the party right now. And I think Rafael is right. A lot of flowers to our black brothers and sisters um, in like a lot of the urban areas, but also a lot of flowers to the Navajo uh, nation in Arizona who voted 97% for Biden, I mean, no one has ever seen numbers like that. Um, so this is a coalition, you know? And like the beautiful thing is that we're not doing it by ourselves. I, I feel like for a, a while there, 
you know, the, the whole conquered and divide strategy from the other side was working, mm -hmm. <laughs> that we felt we were kind of isolated, you know, felt very depressing sometimes because we thought that our issues are, are only our issues and no one else cares. Turns out a lot of us care because we all have the same issues. And we know that when one of our parts of our other communities lift, we also lift with them. Yeah. Um, and that divide and you know conquer strategy is not going to work because now we know that it works. We win when we come together. So yeah. um, I am so happy to see so much, you know, interesting things that happen this election. That means that wow, we really have some work to do to get it worse in Texas. We coming for you, Texas. <laughs> We're coming for you. That's yeah. the thing. That's, that's going to be a JLB, yeah. but that's needed. No, I that's the last last domino to fall there. Yeah, no, definitely. And, 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 no, and, and then, you know, the other thing too is that, you know, again, in terms of these cycles, you had a lot of, especially a lot of Latino activism in Georgia, right? In terms of helping to flip Georgia blue, um, you still have work to be done in Georgia. You've got two runoffs now, um, you know, um, that will decide the fate of the Senate, right? Um, but then you also just have in terms of, I think, you know, I, I think what I'm hoping is that also people's experience um, in during this election cycle was also, Something that people found reassuring. I mean, I like been a, I mean, to say it was a, it's a tough year is is you know not even there's not even words for that, right? So I think that the people I think hopefully in some of these states also have found a sense of community um, in the political organizing and in the in the in the. I mean, we saw it here, right? In terms of uh, Venus, in terms of in Florida here, how especially Dominicanos, right? I mean, how Mira. Regarding the organization, you know, just the, the grassroots, especially in Miami, because that's where I'm living right now, um, I've never seen it like the way it was this year. I mean, you know, yes, we had todos with Biden, but it was so nice that individually, los Latinos in their, you know, their communities, the Nicaraguans, the Venezuelans that were for Biden, the Cuban Americans that were for Biden, but, you know, I'm Dominican, so Dominican Americans came out and you know, with that, I want to just shout out to some local activists and community leaders. Former uh, state representative Daisy Baez, um, you know, she did a fantastic job. Uh, she also started this thing, Dominicans Botang, Dominicanos Botang, you know, just to try to educate, um, and which was great. Also, um, Doctora Leonarda Duran Buick, um, she's also a candidate uh, for uh, a county commission seat in District uh, District Eight in the South Dade, uh, South Dade area. But she came up along with uh, Patricio Moreno, president of the Dominican American Democratic Club. Together they did Mangu with Biden, uh, Una Caravana. And it was in the, you know, it, it went from South Dade to North Dade. In the middle, we met in Alapata. For all of you that don't know what Alapata is, Alapata is Little Santo Domingo, designated by the city of Miami. And we were right there in front of Duarte Park. And you saw over 250 cars, and I stopped counting, of just Dominicans. And some of them have been living in the United States, have been voters for years. But this is the first time that they forgot about PLD, forgot about PRD. And they said, we gotta, we gotta do American style. And that just, you know, for me was just pride. Um, and it was just so fabulous to see. And then when we all joined together, all these different Latino communities then came together for Todos for Biden. And you just see a long line of different banderas, flags. But at the same time, even though we are culturally certain, certain areas different, we were just all talking the same, like, we need to do these things. And Eva, you mentioned about uplifting all ourselves. We all know that every community always has something different that we sometimes don't see eye to eye on, you know, especially when you're talking about Latinos, you know, when they come from different countries, you know, we have different systems, but to see so many Latinos just standing on one voice and saying, we need to come together como Latinos, like Dominicans and say that we don't want this no more. It was made up. Un poquito de, you know, I gotta, I gotta cry. You know, the tears were coming down. It, it definitely that. brings a little bit of a. It definitely brings a little bit of a tears. I mean, Ray, I know in Pennsylvania you saw, you know, you saw a bunch of Dominicans also. I think in terms of mobilizing 
Um, you know, the you know Puerto Ricans, a lot of different groups, in general, a lot of different Latino groups. Tell us a little bit of just about in terms of Pennsylvania. I mean, ultimately, the key. I mean, I think from a you know from a heartstring standpoint, I think obviously something that Biden would want to know. He's from Scranton, so he would want to have Pennsylvania. But pretty amazing, right? To think about you know in terms of the way that um, you know Latinos helped mobilize. Um, and in general, the city in general, African Americans there in terms of that that city, not just and also just not Latinos, also there in in Philadelphia, but in places like Bucks County and in, in Pittsburgh and other places right around the state, right? How, how you know? Tell us a little bit about you know. Give us a little insight, you know, in terms of since this, that's your that's where you you're from. Well, I mean, I think the the Dominican community, which is I don't know the exact numbers, but is definitely the second largest Latino voting group in Pennsylvania after Puerto Ricans. Um, really, I think really established itself as a factor electorally in statewide elections Tuesday. Um, in Philadelphia, when I was in the street and people saw my social media, I gave uh, multiple Dominican voters rides to the polls, voting information. It was very clear that the Dominican community was very engaged. And uh, that be that's because of leadership. So in Philadelphia, we have the first ever, uh, I believe he just got elected to his second term Tuesday, um, Danilo, Representative Danilo Burgos, Dominicano, first Dominican, American, in the Pennsylvania legislature. And he's been cultivating the Dominican vote in Philadelphia since he was the head of the Dominican Bodeguero Association uh, for a long time. So, and he's still a young guy, uh, great talent for politics. And then in the other big chunk of Latino voters in Pennsylvania is what we call the 222 corridor, which is basically the ex-urban ring. So for the New Yorkers, if you go down 78, go visit your cousins in Allentown, Bethlehem, Reading, Lancaster, York, those towns have very large Dominican communities. Some of them are Dominicans are the largest group at this point. And you have examples of leadership. Again, people like uh, Allentown city councilman, Julio Goridi, Allentown city councilwoman, Cynthia Mota, um, and other leaders throughout the state in that emerging pocket that are just very active. And um, there was a lot of unity amongst Dominican voters and Dominican leaders around the country. Congressman Espaillat, came to Pennsylvania from multiple caravanas where Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, all Latinos work together. Um, and uh, I think the Dominican vote in Pennsylvania, um, as we analyze the numbers, is not only going to be very significant, but also going to be amongst the most progressive voters in the Latino community. And I wanted to, because I'm a little short on time, I did want to note sort of my advice or my thoughts to the, our Dominican leaders here that are watching this. Um, and I'll, I'll be watching after I, I, I step off to hear more of Eva's comments on this, but that I think Dominicans, it's very important that y'all tell your story right now, because for all we hear about the Venezolanos and, you know, we should care about their voting habits for lots of reasons, but the Dominican voters in Florida are just as significant numerically. And by the way, they're actually the real base voters for the Democratic Party. Um, and whereas progressive leaning as any subgroup in the Latino community in the country, if you're looking at some of the exit polling that's coming out. Same for what we've done in Pennsylvania, same for what Dominican leaders in the Northeast Corridor did to provide support to the diaspora in swing states. Hey, look, without Dominican voters in Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, or Massachusetts, they're not that blue. <laughs> you know, they become more purplish if Dominicans aren't involved fully. So, um, so I think this is a time where Dominicans leaders need to tell the, that story and need to demand that the Biden administration not only address Latino issues, but specifically address the needs and make sure Dominicans, obviously like Lauda and others, but Dominicans need to be at the table when it comes to appointments in this administration, policies that impact the Dominican community. And I know, you know, I don't have to tell my Dominicans to, to be involved. Y'all are very politically active, but I think that Dominican vote story needs to be told because unfortunately the Cuban Venezuelan conundrum is very sexy and to New York Times reporters, you know, that that think about Latinos in these kind of, you know, one dimensional boxes. But the Dominican vote is something that's just as significant, if not more. And need that story needs to be told. Well, gracias. Thank you. Snap, snap, snap. No, I mean, he's preaching to the choir over here and stuff. Ray, thanks a lot. I know that, you know, every, I mean, we've all got kids. It's Sunday night. We got to figure yeah. out stuff. So really appreciate you you being on one with us no. and uh, and look it's, it's, well, it's not going to be the first time we get you on on the show definitely no no I mean as no. many times as I bug you to so come on my, my show friend. So there's a lot of synergy here Eva Venus uh, <laughs> I look forward to keep watching the show and hear what y'all have to say thank you so much bye.
Well, no, 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 no doubt. I, I just, uh, yeah. I just want to say, you know, because he used the word "sexy" with Cubans and Venezuelans as una dominicana. I'm just saying, and a, a voter, and a Democratic voter, and a progressive voter. I just want to say, I'm kind of sexy too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> get out of my. <laughs> No, but you know, look, the reality is, and especially, you know, I live here in Miami. Uh, I've lived in Florida off and on for a couple of years. We, Florida in general is um, the bad child. Vamos a decirlo claro. Vamos a hablar clarito. It's the bad child. It's the, you love it. You under you know you gave birth to it. It's there, but you, you know what I mean, like oh. But you know we also have to understand, and for a lot of people that don't know the history of Florida, let let, let me just tell you a few things. One, let's remember that it this is a southern state. It is so southern that one of the flags that they considered to be a state flag said "Let us alone." Right there and there, it should tell you that it is craziness. And then you add the fact that, you know, of the Latino vote and when they're talking about all oh, the Latinos didn't come out, they're really speaking about a specific group. They're not speaking about Latinos, they are generalizing because, you know, I mean, I hate to generalize, but anybody that lived in Miami, Eva lives, lived here at one point, Albert, when you're speaking about that particular, Latinos that did not vote or Democrat, we are talking about Cuban Americans and Venezuelan Americans. Those are those two. When it comes to outside, we I can't I can't say. I mean, there might be Dominicans that have voted um, non-Biden, uh, but for the most part, that is not. You know what I mean? That's not what you would consider the issues uh, in Miami. Um, when it comes to Latino vote, well, um, you know, that's just my yeah. take. I could be wrong. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not Rachel Maddow. Uh, I'm Venus Mia Lovely. Tu sabes. La Dominicana con sabor. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll ask Rachel, um, but, but you should, you should, you should talk to Rachel. I mean, I'm sure Rachel should talk to you. Eva, yeah. you know, what, in terms of your thought from, from a Florida, you know, from your perspective, in terms of, especially how people are looking at Florida, people are looking at it like, and, and what you know of the, of the Latino community down here, what are your thoughts? What are your reactions in terms of the, as well as about how, um, you know, people, you know, people are always looking for a scapegoat. Yeah. People are always looking for a reason why. Right. And so it, it's very easy. I think for folks to be like, Oh, it must've been, you know, it must've been those Latinos because we know how many, you know, how, you know, um, we know how impactful, right. They were in yeah. Arizona, Nevada and other places. Right. So it was what, what are your thoughts in terms of around, at least around that, around that, that perspective? Yeah, so many thoughts. <laughs> um, I mean, and I, I, Venus for me is kind of like the voice of on the ground, right? From, you know, definitely from Miami perspective. Yes, I'm from there, but it's been a while. Um, and I definitely have my perspective. My sort of frustration coming out this whole week, um, what literally <laughs> every single time I saw um, another article, another hot take about the Latino vote this week was so centered around Cuban Americans in Miami. Yeah. And, and it, it frustrated me because yes, it is worth talking about, right? Like the trajectories of how some of us are, we're not monolith, right? The Dominicans are not the Cubans, the Venezuelans are not the Cubans. That's another thing too, that we need to make sure that we're the same, the same. You know, yeah. like I come out here and I barely understood a Mexican word in my life. I was like, is this Spanish? No, 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 I was like, I don't think you're speaking Spanish, but then, you know, you adapt. <laughs> yeah. And you realize that we're so yeah, much yeah, more, yeah. we're so much more similar than we, we feel like we actually think we are. And my biggest concern is, I, I mean, this goes into the normal, all like headlines in general, but centering around, uh, you know, pe like aspects of power. Right. So the big thing um, coming out of the election night was that, you know, the Miami um, turnout, Democratic turnout wasn't what they thought it was because of that Cuban block. But then we saw uh, Wisconsin turn blue that same night. And the chairman of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin said, 
we didn't do this without our Latino brothers and sisters. And then Michigan came through, and then the chairman of the Democratic Party says, we didn't do this without our, our you know, Latinos brothers and sisters. And then we saw Arizona, and then we saw Nevada. <laughs> and I'm just like, and then we're still talking about Cuban Americans in Miami. And I think the, the biggest thing there is, the, the great thing is that we have data now, right? Yeah. Whatever the hot, the hot um, speaking points are or whatever, we, we know that Latinos made a huge impact in um, this election. We don't have that much data about the Dominican block and I have a little bone to pick with my, our friends at Latino Decisions. <laughs> they need to get into our community a little bit more. Um, but I mean, in the end of the day, Florida, 69% of Latinos in Florida voted for Biden. And that's and, forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> forgotten. And like, that's the data though. You can't mess with math, right? even though the Trump people think they can. <laughs> but, but like 69% of Latinos in Florida voted for Biden. That's the story. That's the story. We had an impact, you know? Yeah, we and, did. Yeah. and it's, it's I again, like the whole sexy story, but at the same time, we can't be playing this role of censoring things of uh, around people of power, right? We're showing you that we have political power. We're showing you yes. in the numbers. Why are you not centering your narrative around us? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the people that actually made the impact instead of the, the old told story since I was a kid in Miami, it's always been that same story. It's like 2000, the Cuban Americans in Miami. <laughs> like 2004. Yeah, exactly. You wanna you wanna have the, the conversation change. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why Albert and I uh started Que Lo Que. It was just you know, we're always looking, you know, we joke around that we, we're like in search uh, of Dominicans, but you know, you, you're you out in California now, Eva, and you we talked about it, you're in search of Dominicans. Um, we do have to change that narrative, you know, and it's not to pick and choose and look, I'm very proud of my Dominican heritage. So this is an opportunity for me to just talk to la gente mia, my people to say, hey, you guys, you know, you guys made an impact. Continue on to making that impact. We are here, let us be heard. You know, uh, every community, you know, needs to be heard. Uh, But I'm not, you know, part of every community. I'm part of the Dominican community. So I gotta tell my people as, you know, as as they say, as somebody on the ground to say, let's go, what what do you need? Educate my people because that's the doors I can, that are easier access for me. You know, uh, talking to my mother, talking to my cousins and, and telling me that, uh, what do you need to do so then we can, you know, we can get you to vote? Like what, what information? But we do have to start changing the narrative and we also have to, for me, also not always go, and I think you said it best, Eva, like focus on 69% Latinos did come out and vote for Biden. Not just say, oh, this person, these people failed, but also what grew, you know what I mean? What grew? And little by little, you know what I mean? Like I know sometimes people don't like to praise little growth, but when it comes to elections or, I, I, well, let me not even say elections. Let me u- really use, when it comes to your voices, when people are learning how to use their voices, we should applaud that. We should say gracias. We should say thank you using your voices. I don't care what community you are, but I'm going to speak to my community, Lo Dominicano aquí in Miami. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Un orgullo that you guys came out. Um, there's just no words. There's ju- just no words. And to see the impact that they made in Philadelphia, um, you know, I, I mean, it, it it's just really fascinating to me. I mean, I, I love my people. I love my people. I, I think yeah. I think to, I think to me what's a, what's also amazing. I think Raquel Batista over here at you know on Facebook kind of you know I think mentions it or at least mentions it there is that I mean I think that's gonna be some real we're gonna have to do some real soul searching right I think as Latinos nationwide right um, and again I don't want to put too much emphasis on Florida because I think in some ways Florida. A lot of things in Florida has to deal with like Florida politics and, inter- and internally like what's going on in Florida, right? And that in itself yeah. is a separate 
that's a separate, you know, yeah. uh, conversation and separate stuff. But but a I do think episode. Yeah. There's another <laughs> episode, is another thing there. But I think the one thing that people should draw out of this is that A, and I think it's not just in Florida, I think in other places, like you said, Eva, in terms of Texas, right? It's very, it's it's very easy to be like, oh, um, whether or not these states, you know, we're not putting enough investment and money in these states anyway to carry the conversation beyond. The, the election cycle, right? I mean, one of the things that you can say both in Texas and in Florida and some of these other places is that the GOP has a year-round, multi-year conversation with the Latino community that, again, and I can't speak for Texas because I don't live in Texas, but at least in Florida is not occurring, is not being felt in Florida. Yes. And maybe, maybe something's going on. I don't want to, you know, disparage anybody or whatever, but at least in terms of how you feel it, it's not feeling feeling in kind of the same way, right? So how do we continue to have that kind of level of conversation um, and invest in the groups that are on the ground um, that are doing it, right? Because, you know, it's very easy, especially if you're talking to donors. I mean, aren't you, I mean, and I mean, especially, I mean, I'm curious in terms of from your perspective over at Emerge, isn't there some fear that people will look, especially donors and we're like, well, look, for example, in Texas, Coño, you know, Beto came close. Aquí otra vez, Biden came close. A veces la gente are saying, like, if you come close and don't deliver through, how long is it do people give you a chance? Now, I, I, you can look at Texas and ask one way. You can also look at a place like Arizona where people were knocking on the door for a while before Arapaio gets, you know, defeated before any of this stuff too, right? So I'm just curious, especially from your perspective, in terms of, you know, especially since you're dealing on the fundraising side of things, you know, should we, you know, is there some legitimate fear that maybe, you know, people who are trying to, you know, put money in places and stuff like that, that they might like get cold feet, like look at some of these results and look at and say, get cold feet. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a really important question. And after, um, after 2016, when we saw a huge boom of women candidates coming out of probably the most surprising places. <laughs> um, I mean, here out here in California, we had amazing, you know, wins in Orange County, which hasn't been Democrat, I don't think ever. Um, yeah, and we, we even said then, but we had nothing to prove it then, but it, it wasn't a moment, it was a movement. And you know, and that's how you build. You build structure. You build strategies. You build wall. You know, not to say you build walls. But you build bridges, right? Uh, <laughs> you build bridges within within time, and you built in. Georgia did not become blue overnight. Stacey Abrams had to had to go in 2018 for it to be where it is now. You know, uh, Arizona did not come out blue overnight. And I think you you, you mentioned Jeff Apio. There was a huge movement there. A lot of it came from the Latino community. Um, but we did win a uh, Secretary of State and we won a Senate race in 2018. So we can turn it, you know, Arizona blue this time around. And Nevada, my first political full-time campaign was in Nevada. <laughs> It was a grind back then. <laughs> it was a grind. You know what I mean? But like, I look at it now and I know that it's one of the, you know, it's the blue, new blue wall. It's going to take a lot of time and effort to tear us down, the Democrats down in Nevada. You know, they thought they did at this time, but they don't. They, you know, they didn't. So I think um, when we talk about messaging for donors, and then that also translates for just the general consensus of people that support you know, this movement is that, you know, this is, you're, this is not one episode. This is not a mini series. <laughs> this is Game of Thrones that goes two decades. We're going, we're going hard, but we have to keep going. And sometimes we're going to, sometimes we're going to fall. There was some really hard races that didn't come our way this, this, uh, this week that hurt hurt my heart a lot, um, but you know I, we're, we had to keep going because it's not a moment; it's a movement. And you know what? Democrats are going to be just fine on the fundraising front, completely fine. Like, can I can we talk about Cuatro for a second? Like, <laughs> oh, cool. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
14 billion dollars that was raised just this year. Espérate, hold on. Repita, one more time. One more time. 14 billion dollars in the race this year. And that's not just for presidency. We're talking all the way down to city council. Um, this is probably, so it's a lot of money. We could take that money and, and send out stimulus, stimulus checks. People will be a lot better right now, I feel like, of the economy. But it is a lot to say that, you know, when Citizens United came in the mid-2000s, the Republicans were like, we got this. The Democrats cannot compete with money. We are going to just flood in big dollar donors into the system. They're done. And you know what we did? We said, no, because we're the we're the party of the people, right? And yes. we're like, tia, tio, like primo, all those people come together and give five dollars. It comes to, it, it it makes it makes a chunk of money. Yeah, and so it accumulates. And I think I talked about this the first time I was on here, but I think we we talked about it as winning democratic races, but now we we, we realize that it's winning in general because yes. the Democrats outraise Republicans this cycle, you know, six to one. Um, and 45% of that money was coming from low dollar donors. So, and I, a lot of, you know, we saw all the Senate races, they were getting a, a, a whole bunch of money from out of state. I, well, personally, when Lindsey Graham went on Fox News and cried about how much money <laughs> uh, we were pouring against him, I, 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 I played that on loop every night to go to sleep for like two months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it made me feel really good because it made me feel like, no, there's a power in our numbers, you know? No, yes. The fundraising. And I no. think that, that goes into the messaging. Like we're, 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 we're moving on with the people power you know, party, we're going to win the Southwest and the South, hopefully in Florida one day, <laughs> and with a lot of people power, and a lot of that comes with money as well. Right, yeah, and I think... Know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Albert, go. No, I was going to just say, like, and that's why I think when we talk about donors, we're not talking about, like, we're not talking about, like, all corporate donors. We're not talking about, like, the folks running the big checks. We're talking about in terms of people who are going out and supporting that, and I think, you know, and part of it, but we also see with money, it's also where you spend it, right? And so I think yeah. that that's also the question for the Demo you know, for the Democratic Party or anyone who's running campaigns and progressive stuff like that. You know, where are you putting the money? I mean, Chuck Rochop makes a big deal about in terms of black and brown consultants um, not getting the fair share of the money, um, black and brown media, um, you know, newspapers, local newspapers not getting the ad money. Like, you know, again, like where is this money being spelled? And again, I think with every election, you know this, Eva, that, you know, you learn, right? You learn, you know, you, you adjust, you fix things, you figure that out. And I think part of this idea is that you know we've got to figure out um, you know where where we spend the money and also and also like you said really really eloquently like, like you know movements are about more than one election right it's yeah. about putting in the investment and the commitment right you don't tell your kid coño um, fallate matemática no va a la escuela you know <laughs> like you know, like you know you don't do that right like you know you're in there for the long haul right. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure my, my kid would love that, right? But that's not how it works, right? Like you gotta be in there for the long haul. Um, and I think, you know, especially I think especially in places, there's even a danger in places like Arizona and or Georgia, because then people think, I esa gente lo ganó. Espérate, espérate, espérate. Like you gotta cement some stuff. Just because you got one or two elections doesn't necessarily mean mean um that it's done, right? Like you, you've gotta cement these wins. And continuously, continuously give people a reason, um, and not just engage people for engagement's sake, but give people real, real power. You've seen that in, you know, you saw that. In, I, I look at a place like Nevada, and I remember, you know, 2010. I'm old enough to remember the 2010 senatorial race, right? And in essence, you know, Harry Reid basically saying to the Latino community there, "Por favor, salvame," and you know, and the folks did, right? And he, él no se lo olvidó. He didn't forget no, that. No, I mean, no, and it, I think, and, and that, and that part of it, I think too, is that especially in a place like Florida, you know, at some point, you know, those of a lighter shade have got to decide whether or not they're going to also share and yield power, right? Um, and you know, and play, and 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 look to people and examples like Harry Reid did in Nevada, and and build a system that that uh, not just a coalition, but build a coalition that that is centered around black and brown. 
um, voices and needs and issues. Because if you can, if you can lift up, um, you know, and particularly into the black, you know, the black community, we all win, right? I mean, yeah. we, we all win when 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 we're we're letting folks lead, um, you know, in terms of those ways. Venus, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say, you know, when, what Eva said, and and it just reminded me of we had the opportunity to interview uh, the chairman of the DNC, uh, Tom Perez, a Dominicano, and you know, he one of the things that he reminded me of is the party of we. You know, you said people power. He said the Democratic Party is the party of we, not I. And, you know, it also one of those things that when we talk about, you know, grassroots and we talk about just making sure that everybody's involved, you know, to hear that how much we raised, but to hear that it was, you know, Lochele, lo you know what I mean? It was it was a five dollar donation. You know, and this is where we say everybody's vote is important. You know, I think for many, many years, and I'm not going to stand here and say Democrat, Republican, but we know who, who everybody is. But for many years, people didn't, if you weren't at certain levels, you were discounted. You know, if it was because of race, because of, you know, uh, economic stature, you know, education. And it's now to hear um, that it's, those voices that in the past weren't listened to, that we are opening and that's why we're moving. Uh, and I do hope as somebody that lives in Florida, I do hope that the people in Florida realize that everybody's vote counts. Everybody needs a voice on the table. Everybody, you know how they always say, you know, if you're not on the table, you're on the menu. Um, but you know, it, it, it just, when you hear those things in other states, that's what happened. You know, they gave somebody, they unlocked the door for someone. And that person walked in, if it was to give them the, the little $5 that they had or to use their voice in different ways, the grassroots organizers, the field organizers, just the community activists saying it's important to get involved. So just hearing this, you know, it, it, it you know, it still brings me hope. I'm not as old as Elbert to know about some 2010 election, you know, back in the day. <laughs> um, but, you know, we could just move forward. And But just to hear those things, to say that every election, you see, you said it, every election we move forward, but it's on a constant, it's a movement, and we can't stop it. We can't have, stop these conversations. I mean, I've told people uh, that have been elected that I hold them accountable. I hold them accountable every day. It's not, um, it's not just, you know, um, you you won and that's it. That there's no more engagement to the community. That there's no more conversation. You know, I just don't want to see you on election or right before election campaign season. I need to see you every day. And if you're gonna send a delegate. You better make sure that delicate is communicating with me every day, every day interacting with my my community, uh, your constituencies, and you know it's just not this token like oh I'm just gonna put somebody here and they're not doing anything because that doesn't work and we've seen that that doesn't work. We have to be a constant. So you know like Meta, you know you know me. I just try to be a little real, try to be, you know, very me. But, you know, this is when I'll be, I'll just say a very Dominican thing. Sometimes what they need is son golpe, tres, uno, y dos, y tres, tres golpe, and that's it. <laughs> very efficient, very efficient. Mira, as we wind, no, Eva, go. Oh, no, sorry. I just want to, no, a I, little I, piggyback, because I think you, yeah. I think you made a good point. I talked about where the money is coming from. But it's really important to talk about where the money is going. And I think you made a really good point there. Uh, and then to Raked's point in the comments is we do have a lot, of, still a lot of work to do, you yeah. know. Um, and not to give any excuses because you know blame could go around. But we we did win this thing in the middle of a health pandemic, <laughs> you no, know. No. <laughs> our community is are, are really suffering over this uh, this virus, and to tell you the truth, it's in a in a in a land that this uh, this health pandemic wasn't happening. There would have been a lot more uh, door to door canvassing, groundwork happening, 
Um, and I think if anything taught us from this election was that persuasive, persuasive messaging, commercials, a lot of that stuff doesn't get to our communities. You no. know, uh, we need some, you know, really hard conversations in, in, in person um, to get our people out. So not to say that we still have a lot of work to do, but I hope I would like to think that, you know, we're, we're in a different situation if we're not dealing with the coronavirus at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I think you're definitely right. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you pointed out about to, to the, you know, to the percentage of the Native American population um, in Arizona, 97% of them coming out. I mean, they have, you know, like Native American, the indigenous population in this country has been wrecked by COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, so has the African-American, so has, you know, so has and so has, but like definitely the indigenous community has come out and for them to kind of overcome that, when you when you really think about those numbers, right? And you think about how much disproportion, disproportionately, um, you know, folks of color have been impacted by COVID-19. For people to come out, to, to, to come out in the huge numbers, to stay on the lines that they have. I mean, again, I think it's about, it, it really is. I mean, there is some sort of celebration definitely of the strength and the resiliency of our people um, that has to definitely be remembered. As we wind down, as we look in terms of upcoming to the week, right? What do you, you know, what are some things, Eva um, and Venus, that, that you guys are either looking to or trying to remember, um, you know, or do you like our folks, our audience to kind of remember as we head into, um, you know, this week? Either Eva, you can go. No, you can go, Eva. I'll leave my, my lo, lo que tengo en mi mente al fin. Okay. Al fin. Take your time. Um, I mean, it's it's so hard to, after such, what seems like such a grueling victory, <laughs> to kind of bounce back um, and focus on something else. So the first thing I want to do is, like, have your, like, have some time for yourself, you know? Like, take some self-care hang out with la familia, like just be yourself for just a little bit. Um, and what I would probably say next is uh, there's uh, a Georgia runoff, <laughs> two Senate races in Georgia. Um, and you know our Dominican people, because when I went to Atlanta, I met a lot of Dominican people in Atlanta. Um, so we, we know that there's still a little bit more fight that we have to keep going, um, at least until January, January 5th, where there's two Senate races in Georgia, um, happening. Um, but yeah, take some time for yourself, like have some fun, drink that Presidente. I know I did like election night. So <laughs> no, no, Mira, let's, let's, I'm just gonna, you know, he, we were supposed to have another guest. Um, and he literally said, Estoy muy borracho para estar en vivo. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. No, and look, if it wasn't for, you know, that I'm still a mother, uh, you know, the good thing is that I don't, since the COVID, I don't drive nowhere. Tú sabes, estoy en mi casa, en la cocina, en, en los cuartos, en la cocina, en los cuartos. That's, that's, that's my daily thing. But no, but thank you so much for reminding everybody about that Georgia race. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Lo Dominicano, it's very important. So hopefully, you know, we can do a little bit more, um, you know, in the federally uh, when we win those seats. Um, but, you know, I'll say to piggyback with your question and everything like that. Yeah, it's important. You know, the one thing we all can feel regarding this COVID. And, and I think it woke everybody up. It's the importance of your family. It's importance of yourself, uh, as well as the community. Um, because in many communities, I think in all communities, um, for the most part, we came together and that's how we're gonna overcome. That's how we overcame a lot of things. And that's how we came out and vote as a community, as neighbors, um, as people, as a comunidad Latina, are, and then especially Dominican community, we let our voices be, be heard. And I do hope that everybody that felt their power this year uh, and, and they felt that it was important for them to vote maintains that. Um, there's many, or if you're not sure how to get involved, you know, there's many organizations uh, locally, federally, statewide, nationally, uh, but even just your, you know, your little dominoes club, la gente que tu juega dominó, like 
just continue those conversations. Even if somebody else is not coming to you about those conversations, continue on with your family, tu familia, your neighbors. And you know, like when you hit the domino, mira, tu sabes quien está ahí. You know, who, who's voting? You know what I mean? Like get to know and follow them and follow them. We voted for them. Understand that, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna be on my little soapbox a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but understand that you have to hold them accountable, the elected officials. If they're Dominican, non-Dominican, if they're Democrat, they're Republican, they represent you if you live in that area. So open your mouth. You opened it once, just don't wait every four years. diciendo, what have you, it's gonna sound like a song. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me? Que tu me estas haciendo? Que tu estas haciendo por mi? You know, ask those questions because it's, a, you know, just like Eva, just piggyback, it's a movement, it's an everyday, you move every day. So, you know, I, I wanna just tell my Dominican, you know, community here in Miami and everywhere, you know, gracias again, but you know, it's todo día, todo día en la lucha. And I know it's difficult, you know what I mean? Like we have a lot on our plate, but we have to have the conversation, todo día. Hablando, preguntando, you know, you know, make some mango and talk about it. Guayala yuca, vamos a hablar. No, tiene, tiene. You know? It's got to start somewhere, right? It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. I think that's the thing that we take, you know, I think we take here. Um, and, you know, the conversations have to start. Um, I think there were a lot of people, like you said, Venus, that were like activated this season. Uh, and part of it, even in places where you might have not gotten the result, you know, keep an eye on people. Um, you know, be the, the active, you know, citizen. I, I still hear, you know, I still hear the words of, you know, of, of Julian Mejia's mom, who was like, ¿Para qué cogiste la ciudadanía si tú no lo vas a usar? Right? Like, why did, you know, why do you have citizenship yeah. if you're not going to use it? Right? And so I think that's part of, you know, that's part of, of the response we've been doing. And if we could do it in a fun Dominican way, then coño, lo mejor le así, you know? So, um, I mean, this is the stuff that we do and how we do it. Eva, thank you so much for having, uh, for joining us here on Sunday. Um, you know, on one of hopefully, uh, you know, we'll do these things a couple of times to go in live and important kind of things there. Pero este, Always a pleasure. Um, we certainly want to touch base with you during uh, during the holidays to see cómo lo está pasando allá, cómo tú sabes, cómo la navidad es zona allá en California, in, in, in the western land that you are in, California there. Ibero este, in California, así que no, no. Pero este, as always, Venus, thank you so much um, for bringing all that you do in terms of tonight. I'm in the show. Raquel, no te preocupes. We know you're in yes. Georgia. You're gonna get a call for us. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get a call from us. So we're gonna we're gonna have you on so we can figure this Georgia thing out. But to manera mira to all of our folks, like Eva said, take some self-care. Um, extend out a hand to somebody, especially that you love. Um, make sure that that you um that you keep in touch with folks and the communities that you either want to build that you are in the middle of. And like we always say in Keloke, as long as there's good bunchicha to spread, Keloke will always be there. Good night, everybody.